Welcome back, everybody, to the Beast Mode Podcast. My name is Erin Bees. I am a wife, a mom, a military veteran, and I spent 13 and a half years in multi-level marketing. Healed my way out of it through, um, I don't know, sharing my story, embracing my story, human design. It's kind of been a lot of little things. And today, I want to welcome you guys to episode two of Escaping the Empire. I feel like there should be like a drum roll or something. And I have a very special guest, Miss um, Bailey from Utah. And she is a good friend of mine. She is a mama. She is an incredible human being. And um, I don't know, Bailey, you want to say hello and tell us a little bit about you? Hi, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Um, we, so I was on with MLM for about nine to 11 years I don't remember like the exact time but and then I nine to 11 years yeah wow yeah so yeah so my first one was actually slumber parties and I just signed up like right after my dad died and Mm. then I was like what did I do and then I just stopped (laughs) I didn't do anything (laughs) I was like oh no 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 and then um yeah it's actually closer to nine and then a year later, I refound somebody and rejoined and just went down the rabbit hole of different companies. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. I think that's so, the perfect term for that. Yeah, because it's just one from another looking for a better opportunity or helping friends out. And yeah, you and know I how it goes. Yeah, I think that's how all of this kind of happens. Either you're, you're pitched this thing because, you know, you're just like you said, you're helping a friend out. Or you're like, you know what, this looks really cool. And I know I've done this before, but they're saying that the leadership is different. The products are different. The comp plan is different. And then you join and however long it takes people to realize that, oh, well, this isn't different at all. It's the same thing, just with different words. It's all the same. Yep. All the same. And Mm -hmm. it's crazy because, and I know you are a researcher like I am, you can track comp plans all the way back to Amway it's bananas and I and even before I joined like I remember researching and but I joined back in 2000 I want to say 10 I think that was the first year and like the yeah the internet was there but it wasn't as thorough as it is now like now Mm. you can find anything for like in deep stuff too so The amount of information that is available nowadays is so crazy. So I joined, I joined my first MLM, which also was slumber parties in at the end of 2007. So none of this existed. <laughs> oh yeah. You had nothing. Nothing. I mean, there, I, Word of when mouth. I joined, when I joined, I was like, oh, people don't make money doing this, but then I joined anyways. Like it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. Same. Because you just get sucked into the like the success or like the sob story or like I was a broke college student working like two to three jobs and I already I already did my own side business and I was like oh I can I can do this but I didn't realize like they don't tell you all the little things that goes into it the trainings the helping people helping your upline for experience or product and really you're making a dollar an hour (laughs) Yeah, seriously. You know, and then especially with like slumber parties or pure romance, because I know you were in both of those companies too. They don't talk about the time it takes to restock or hostess coaching or uh, 
mailing out orders or any of those things. They don't talk about that stuff, you know? Did I lose you? I, I, I don't know if you heard me. No, I didn't. I, we were talking about like, sorry, we we're talking about hostess coaching and stuff. Um, and they oh, don't yeah. talk about the, the time that it actually takes in those companies. Yeah. All, and like the, the drive to and from parties, the setup, and then the time yes. in the, in the shopping room, like you become a therapist and we're not licensed to be a therapist for some of these things. Yeah. Oh, it's so like, the more I thought about it, I was like, oh, this is bad. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> So this is a new series that I know, I know you know, because we've talked about this, but I just did the first episode last week with Dre and it's gone absolutely crazy. Uh, tell us your story about joining the empire. Um, and the only name that it's, I just like to, to be open about this. The only name that you can mention is obviously Jesse Lee's cause she's a public figure. Yeah. Yeah. So Anybody else, we can't really mention their name because they're private um, citizens. So, but tell us your story about the Empire and, and how you joined. So, I had heard of Jesse Lee back in Pure Romance. Somebody around, one of my local friends who was in Pure Romance was obsessed with Jesse Lee. Like, wanted to be like her. She's like, oh, she's got all this stuff. So, I found her on Instagram, started watching her. And then, like, two months later, she got terminated. And then all this stuff happened and they just bashed her. And I was like, well, I want to know more about her. And then I saw that she had a link for this new company, but she hadn't, she hadn't officially joined. So what I did, cause I didn't, I knew that if I was associated with her, I could be terminated from pure romance. And I wasn't sure if I wanted to do that yet. Mm. So I actually found somebody through her downline and joined them as a customer I think it was like the free protein link or whatever. I don't. Oh, I remember like this. $10 off or whatever. And so I joined that. And then that person started messaging me and was like, hey, let's do this. And then they were coming to Salt Lake and she's like, let's meet up. And I had planned to meet up with them. And I think there was only like five of them there at the time. It was the very, very, very first time they came to Salt Lake for a convention. Mm. And I decided not to go. And then, but I ended up joining anyway. I ended up talking to the this downline and joined. And then I got in the group chats and then just kind of kind of did stuff here and there, nothing really. And then we got into our group chat through our goals or whatever. And then we went into the separate and so that's how I joined the Empire. And that was that was Modere though, right? Yeah, that was through Modere, yeah. So I joined Modere found through under one of her downlines. And then that's how I got into all of that. Mm, okay, okay. So I don't so, remember what year was that. Was that 2016? I want to say oh, that 15. was, it might have been, mm, let's see. I think I found her in 2016 through a Facebook Live where she was talking about the Modera products. So, so I think it was 2015. I'd, I'd have to go back. It, but it was shortly after she was terminated from Pure Romance I joined. At least six months. But I, I remember. I remember. I think I must have reconnected with her right after that. Because I still. I remember seeing some of that stuff. I remember seeing and hearing like that Pure Romance was doing all of these calls and all this training and stuff. And it was just sending people right to Jesse Lee. And that's what it did. It really did. Yeah, which is really interesting because when, like, if we take that strategy and we focus, like, 
let, let's talk about the anti-MLM movement just really quickly. And the amount of times that she is talking about the anti-MLM movement, it's like she's just sending more people to the anti-MLM movement. Yeah, and it works both. It's going to work both ways because yeah. not everybody's going to like everybody. Like, that's just how it is. I mean, she mm-hmm. is probably going to gain people from this, which Absolutely. is sad because they're just being manipulated. But that it is working both ways. But she's also sending people to the MLM. Like, I see stuff on your comments all the time. And I was like, oh, I didn't know they were watching. Yeah. So, like, it, it goes both ways. Yep. Yep. Okay, so walk me, walk us, I guess I should say, through um, what it was like w- with the transition from Modere to Prove It. Oh. <laughs> For you. Uh, that... <laughs> is the most so i'm just gonna be i was in the group chat i was one of jane doe's one through ten that was involved in the lawsuit so i was involved in the chaos and weren't we at one weren't, weren't we trying ugh. to figure out which number jane doe was <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i think i just joke and say i'm jane doe six or something so because <laughs> yeah it was one through was it one through ten i think it was i think so I literally threw all that paper because I kept that paperwork. I threw it all away, um, like two months ago, right before, oh, or right wow. like a couple weeks before you started posting everything. And I was like, oh, I wish I'd kept everything because yeah. I, I kept I kept our our first letter, our warning letter, our subpoena. Um, I kept it all. That's right. So, I I forgot that they sent the that first letter, and we were like, what does this even mean? And then the warning letter. Yeah, so that because and it was from the attorneys. It wasn't even from Modere. It was from his attorneys. Because I never got a Modere letter. I was never suspended. I was never terminated. I was the only one in the chat that wasn't suspended that's, or terminated. That's right. Why do you think that? Why do you think that was? I'm the just only, curious. The only thing I could think of is that I wasn't very act like I was there, but I never responded or said much. Like yeah. you know, like I never like was actively said in a pro because I was like oh this is too much for me like even then like I was like oh this is too much but I wanted to be part of the it crowd like I felt like wanted and needed like I never yeah. you know what I mean yeah well I'll be the first to tell you that you're always wanted and needed and it has nothing to do with a group chat <laughs> I know thank so. you I appreciate that you're amazing. you are amazing girl yes <laughs> <sighs> so okay so Walk us through a little bit more of that and the, um, like the lawsuit and the joining just from your experience. Cause I feel like we had two very different experiences. Yeah. I felt, I felt very, at this point I already felt like I was already on the outs because I think she didn't, I don't think Jesse Lee trusted me because I wasn't mm. suspended. I wasn't terminated. I wasn't directly in her downline. Cause I remember when you guys all got flown out to Dallas, I wasn't included in that because the reasoning was I was not in her direct downline and that would be considered cross recruiting. Cross recruiting. That's right. That, yeah. That, so that's what she spinned it as, which come to find out is cushion, which is fine. That's everything that's, but don't pretend that you don't trust me or pretend you trust me. And then really you don't, you know, yeah. so you guys all flew off to Dallas. And so like my feelings were hurt. I was like, well, okay, I'm not included. <laughs> And I think they sent me a box of cream and a t-shirt, a size medium, which I am not a size medium. Oh my okay. God. And I remember posting it being like, look at this. But I was like, now looking back and I was like, that was just, that was a $10 t-shirt and a box of cream. Like, 
I got excited about that. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it wasn't even the ketones, which was what all the hype was about. It was just coffee creamer. Yeah, just coffee creamer, not even not even the good stuff. That's crazy. So, and then we transitioned, and I remember I couldn't afford it, and I explained that, and she's like, well, figure it out. So-and-so <gasps> sold her her whole box you can do that too and then come to find out that wasn't the case for everybody (laughs) so and i was thinking back to you know how she says the original eight yeah i think she's only talking about the people that bought a bigger kit because (gasps) when i joined i paid the 40 dollars promoter fee and then like a week or two weeks later i bought the smaller fee because that's all like the 400 dollars kit because that's all i could afford Oh, I bought the big kit, so that that makes sense. Yeah, I really think that's what she like in her mind, and those who are were loyal to her, and that are still around and loyal yeah. to her, and that, that's because, why the number keeps changing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because there are more than eight people that joined. I mean, she hit champ what in three days? Yeah, like um, I was gonna say, a matter of days. I think she hit champ when we were in Dallas, and we were sitting. We were sitting at this long table at, I will never forget this. We were sitting at this long table. I think it was after the indoor skydiving. And we were sitting at this table and this box of like prove it swag and products comes out. And I have never seen people like trample over one another to get a t-shirt or (laughs) a blender box. I was just like. What is like? What is wrong with y'all? Every like, just pass the box around. Everybody should just get like something. Or it was, it was so. Cha- I'll never forget that. It was so chaotic. Oh, you know they go crazy for that swag, no matter what. Oh. That's like the it thing. Oh God, yeah, it, it really is. It really is. The and, you twenty dollar blender bottles. Right. It really doesn't take that much much research to figure out that a lot of people don't wear a size medium t shirt. For real. Like, just just take a second and be like, you know what? I'm going to send, you know, a large or an extra large or whatever. So, I mean, I don't know. I I, I don't know. That's just how Uh, I feel about that. Yeah. I still, like, and I didn't even think anything of it until later. Because I was also like, well, I'm going to lose weight, so I'll fit into it. And then, like, looking back, I'm like, that is so, that's so unhealthy. Like, that, and, like, the diet culture of it all. Oh. The diet culture, Yeah. (sighs) Yep, yep. Yeah. So you joined and then what? And then I just was the back burner. Like, I think I didn't, um, two months in, she's like, it's time. Basically, I didn't hit a rank that I was supposed to hit. So I'm. she asked me who I wanted to be moved under. And so then I said, this person or this person, doesn't matter. She moved me under one person. And then that person fell off and I fell off. And, and so then Wait. I think... Wait, so, okay, this is the first time I'm putting these pieces together. You couldn't fly in to Dallas with all of us because you weren't direct. Uh But when you signed up for Prove It, you signed directly under Jesse Lee. Yep, and then two months in, she asked me who I wanted to be moved under because... Isn't that cross-recruiting? No, it's not. So I'm still on her downline. I'm just not directly under... Because you know know how, like, your first top line is you want your best people at your first because that's how you make the most money. I wasn't yeah. making her money, so I'm actually hurting her. Because I'm she in makes her first more. leg. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I'm in her first leg not doing anything. I hurt her by being in her first leg. Mm. So she moved me somebody else in her first leg. 
to be under. I see. To strengthen the leg, yeah, yeah. To strengthen the leg or whoever. But when we all first joined, she told us all we get to choose who we want to be our leader because that was that was our loyalty thing. Mm. And I don't know how she does it now. I don't know if she still asks who they want to be moved under, what leader. She might. Or she might just move people and say, hey, here's your new leader. Yeah. Well, and I remember there was a lot of emphasis on kind of working the chats in leadership because, you know, if you're helping a lot of people, you might develop, and this was how it was presented, you might develop a, a relationship with somebody that's new and they'll want to be placed under you and this and that. And I mean, in, in MLM, the strategy is to build up legs, but I, I do think the way that the way that a lot of these teams and companies go about doing it, I think is really gross because people aren't property. Yeah, they're not no, numbers. And, yes, they're more than just a number and money. But they, and they don't present it to you that way when you join. They don't tell you, "Hey, you're not going to be completely under me." You're just yeah. like it, it's another bait and switch. <laughs> I was just going to say that it feels like another bait and switch, just like the groups. Yep. So, at what point did you start saying, "I don't, I don't know that this is my vibe. I don't know that this is where I'm supposed to be." I started feeling that from the get go. But I was mm. like, well, I can make money. I can do this. And I, but I just like, I don't like this feeling anymore. I don't feel included. I don't feel, I feel these products are overpriced. I'm mm. getting nothing for them. Six, like what, 16 bucks for a box of ketones? Yeah, and 10, they say, 10 to 16. <laughs> and they're like, you make money from customers. No, you don't. You don't make money from your customers. Regardless, well, even if they're on shit. Like you do, but not compared to what you get if you get a recruiter. Yeah, if you oh, are getting a crap ton of customers, then yes, you're going to make a lot of money because 10 to $16, or is it 8 to 16 I don't remember now, but that adds up really quickly. So if you're, you know, this was the whole strategy. I know you remember this. You know, you do a keto kitchen, you find the people that are keto, you get in their inbox, you get them into the group, you know, you connect them to the recipe or whatever, but then they're also going to be exposed to, the sales and the stories and all of those things, which again is a bait and switch, you know? Yep. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, you can make money, but you've got to do a lot, a yeah. lot. And you have to make those connections and people are tired of being sold to yep. all the time. Yeah. I, I was talking with a friend of mine, another friend of mine this morning, and I hope she's listening because she inspired me. We were talking about how in MLMs, well, let me back up. Let me give you kind of the, the, the whole story of this. She's a crafting type person and she made this kind of holiday craft, like a sign or something that goes on the door. And you could tell there was a lot of time and energy put into this piece. And she was like, man, I stayed up until midnight, you know, making this thing. Do you think that what I'm asking for is enough? You know? And I said, well, here's one thing that I have learned from, from MLM is that you are giving your your and your coach to do this to give away your time, your energy, and your creativity away for pennies on the dollar. And 
you know, so like, let's think about keto kitchens and all of the things that we used to do to try and attract the right people, what we thought were the right people to us, get them in the group. And then you got to add however many to the group. And, you know, you might get one customer for every, however many that you order. And it's all kind of this numbers game, which is gross. Cause we're talking about people. And I know that as soon as I stepped away from MLM and I started to really think about what my time, energy, and creativity are worth, I had a hard time with that because we were so used to giving that away, giving all of our, you know, all of us away and sharing everything on social media. And it was really for pennies on the dollar. I don't know how, like, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's so, it's so true. You're, you spend so much time and effort and creativity into one little thing and get hardly anything in return. Like your pennies yeah. for the dollar. It's so, and you're so like, well, it's going to pan out. It's going to pan. You're always told to like, look towards the future. Like it'll, all this hard work you're doing now will pan out, but it never stops because each month mm-hmm. it resets. So you keep yes. doing, you're just in a constant until you get to the top, top, top. I mean, Jessie Lee probably doesn't need to do as much as she does, but like, I think she point, does. I think she, yeah, I think she does. And I think it's because she has so many plates spinning that if she stops spinning the plates, the whole thing will crumble. Yeah, that makes sense. I think she has to. And and I think there's also um, just, I mean, I was, I used to be like this too. You know, there was so much self-worth wrapped around achievement and rank Mm -hmm. that it was like, you've got to keep pushing for that rank. You've got to keep pushing for that, you know, more income and more and more and more. And I, I really do think that if she stops spinning those plates, that things are going to crumble and she's not going to have that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh. uh, yeah, I know it's a lot. I feel like this it's is a like, lot, this it's, is... especially yeah. the self-worth thing. Like yes. uh, the end of the month, I, the end of the month is still triggering for me. Absolutely. It like, was, uh... yeah, it's, I still sometimes have moments where I'm like, oh, it's the end of the month. And I mean, I just, you know this, but for those of you listening that maybe this is your first time listening, I left July of this year. And so even still at the end of this month, I mean, on Halloween, I was sitting on the couch hanging out. There was no stress of, you know, I got to message people and I got to do this and I got to do that. There was no stress. And then immediately when it hit, because I'm Pacific time. So like as soon as it hit, you know, 10 PM my time, we would go right into like promoting the the next thing and, and starting the next month. And it was just, it was never ending. It's a carrot that is constantly dangled in front of you. And people are like, oh my gosh, last month I got so close and I'm going to do it this month. And it's like they're jumping, trying to get this carrot, doing all of these things, giving away all of their energy and their value for pennies on the dollar. And they're never going to get that carrot. The only person that gets that carrot is the one holding the string. And that's the top 1% of multi-level marketing. Yep. And I remember, I remember even too, like we talked about how I went back and looked to see how much I made. One month I made $180 and that does not include the box of ketones I also purchased that month, which is what, $100? Yeah, so like made... 150 I think, was shipping and tax, depending on yeah, you know, yeah. where you live. So I made maybe 50 to $30 that month. That's crazy. <laughs> like, that's yeah, and if you guys are listening to this, because I know that I that I have a lot of people that listen to this that are in Prove It or other multi-level marketing companies or in the empire, and 
you don't even have to like communicate with us because I, I, I promise you, if you communicate with us in any way on a public platform, you're going to get blocked. However, what I want to tell you guys, and I know Bailey probably will, you'll probably have something to say about this too. Just do a very simple profit and loss statement for this year so far. That's basically what Bailey just said that she did. She said one month I made $180, but I bought a box of ketones probably outside of your smart ship. And so that's why she said, well, I probably made 30 to 50 bucks. Look at, look at a profit and loss statement. What do you think about that, Bailey? Oh, it's so true. Like going through it. And then I looked at, so cause I had a burner account or a ghost account under yeah. my partner's name. And mm-hmm. so that had a box. So I bought two box of ketones essentially that month. And actually you- I would do, I would do one box cream and one box ketones because it was cheaper. Yep. <laughs> and I yep. still got my credit of auto ship. <laughs> yep. Oh my god. So like I, I lost money. There was no there was no lose there was no gaming. How were you coached? Because I've answered this and I'm curious what your answer will be. How were you coached around the ghost account? Um you just make a ghost account. Like you just do it to help your numbers. You were just told to do it. Yeah. And I and that came from Modare. But with Modare, you could have as many as you wanted. You could have five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. prove it, they only allowed one. And even then, they were kind of like, mm, it couldn't be attached to your name. It couldn't, I don't even think, could it have your credit card, same credit card? Uh, I. You could have the same card, but it, you could only have the, the policies and procedures say, say that you can only have one promoter account and one customer account per household. Oh, uh, okay. So that's how you got around it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Very interesting. So yeah, well, I, would, I mean that you just did it because you. That's how you're. You. That's a customer, and you can inflate your numbers. If you say you need only one box of ketones at the end of the month, hit the next rank. Just place it under that account. Under that ghost account, yeah. Or if you, and you what, have it set up on Smartship, that's more money in your pocket. But really, yep. You're just spending money to earn. <laughs> Yeah, you're spending, I was gonna say you're spending money. And I think on a smart ship, you make like 10 bucks on a box of ketones. So it's like you're, you're spending this money, but you're getting 10 bucks back. Like, (laughs) what? That makes no sense. What do you think about this? Um, Have you heard that they are, they have changed that if you don't have a new customer, a new customer within 120 days, um, that you will automatically be downgraded to a customer from a promoter? Have you heard that? Yeah, I saw it on when you talked about it. And like from a business standpoint, I get it. And that saves them with like their regulations. But mm-hmm. as a promoter, that sucks. Because like you, imagine? You, pay, you pay $40 to be a promoter. And what, yeah. the, two to four months in, they downgrade you because you're not performing? Like, I mean, what? I would have been downgraded <laughs> instantly. <laughs> Save so much money. <laughs> Oh my God, I love you. You would have saved so much money because you probably would have canceled your smart ships and been exactly. like, oh, no. Um, the thing that I think about this is what about these people that have been around for a long time? And in, in MLM, network marketing, whatever, you always hear the term kind of steady Eddie, the people that are, are making a little bit of money, but they're very consistent in their orders and, and that kind of thing. Uh, maybe that's an older term, steady Eddie, but I, got I always think I know of, what you mean. yeah. Okay. I always think about those people in scenarios like this, because, you know, imagine if you were still 
doing exactly what you were, were doing in Prove It. You had your smart ship. You had your ghost account smart ship. You, it was costing you money, but you were saving like 10 bucks or whatever. I mean, because when you look at the profit and loss of all of that, that's essentially what it was. Um, imagine that you have other smart ship customers. Let's say that you have three or four smart ship customers that you've accumulated you know, over however, however long. But because you don't have new customers, you would lose making money off of those smart ship customers that you've had for however long. Because yeah, you would be downgraded. Me. Yeah, that happened to me because that's what happened. I had, and that oh. person, I only, I had three to four and they stopped ordering, but one still does. So, I mean, Jesse Lee gets all that money. It's now under Jesse Lee. Yeah. I mean, sure. that's all, I'm assuming that's how it works. I don't think it just. Yeah, they roll up. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, well, that's, that's I mean, again, then I was thinking those people that buy that big, huge kit, the $800 kit, aren't they like locked in at rank five or something like that? Yeah, for a year. What but, happens yeah. to them? Once if they join and then don't get a customer for two to four months, do they lose that or are they locked in for a year? And then after that, it changes. That's a good point. Well, and the other thing is the $49 promoter fee, which was 39 when we joined, yeah. was supposed to be an annual fee. So are they going to change that it being an annual fee and it be like a, I mean, it's, it's like an every four month thing now for those people that aren't getting new customers. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, that, mm, that's a fine It line. says, yeah, it says in the policies that if you don't get a customer in 120 days, that you forfeit the $49, but you can rejoin, but you got to pay the $49 all over again. Yeah. I don't like that. It's weird. It feels like a cash grab in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. Like that's not, that just, it feels unethical. I agree with that. So I know that you're on your lunch break at work and I don't want to take up the whole time and I appreciate and respect your time, um, for being on here. Do you have, um, do you have anything that you would want to say to somebody in the empire considering joining the empire, um, or any final thoughts at all that you want to share with everybody? Um, don't join an MLM. Don't join the Empire. <laughs> but if you're in, like, reach out if you feel like you're alone. You're not alone. Yeah. There's tons of people. And people that are in, that are trying to get out, like, it, yep. you can do it. And you are more than a number. You're mm. valuable. Um, and you have more to offer than just an MLM. Like, Erin is a perfect example of she took saw opportunity and took it and is using her creative abilities and something else. And I know she's helped tons of people. She's, I, I mean, I got out before Erin, mm -hmm. but she's, you've helped me heal a lot. Oh, and you've helped so. me a lot. Some of the conversations we've had and I'm like, Oh my God, it, you know, I really feel over, I, I talk about this all the time, but I really feel overwhelmed because of how big, the community is that we are creating together. I swear I have messages every single day from people that are either in an MLM, you know, in prove it in the empire that are like, I thought I was crazy. I just like you said, Bailey, you know, I thought I was alone. You probably felt very alone when you felt like an outsider, like you weren't being included in stuff. And I think that that lonely feeling is what drives people to make, 
I don't know. I don't want to say bad decisions, but it's like they stick around because they think that that's going to change. Yeah. And I, and so I felt so alone that first year and my breaking point was, it was my birthday. So my birthday's in August and I got a generic Facebook message from Jesse Lee and I could tell it was from her assistant. I was going to say it was probably her assistant. I could tell. And the response back may have been her because she did ask some personal questions after. And I was like, oh, okay. But I was like, she doesn't care. She really doesn't Mm. care. I, and I'm, I'm a very yellow person. I'm very, I mean, I have friends back from the second grade and I still talk to them. Like if you, if I care about you and I keep you in my life, like I will try out to like keep you in my life for a reason. So like that was the first time, like I thought I had a friendship, but realized it wasn't. And that hurt. And I don't think she, I don't think she realizes how I'm going to cry. Like, I, oh, really I love hurt. you. <laughs> I was really hurt. Like, I really yeah. thought we were friends. And like that, but it was all business, which is like, it's fine. Like that it is yeah. what it is. But yep. we went through a lot those two years and I thought we it were was friends. A... I it was a lot. Me. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that's the hardest thing. And I think that's what a lot of these people that are trying to get out. They yeah. thought they had a relationship or a friendship, and then it just got backstabbed. Yeah. And that's what's the hard part. That's what hurts is the loss of a friendship or somebody. Because I, I do still care about her. I do. Yeah. Like she's, and she hasn't even done that bad of stuff to me like she has done to you or to other mm-hmm. people. But, I mean, I still care for her. I do. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to. I don't think she's a nice person. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest. Well, and you know what? I I don't want anything bad to happen to her let me just say this very clearly like not I mean I know you know this Bailey because we talk a lot Mm -hmm. but I don't want anything bad to happen to her but I want the unethical manipulation of relationships and people to stop I want the unethical business practices to stop the dangling of the carrots the uh all of that stuff to stop. And for me, I realized, well, I don't think this person is my friend. Why would they say these horrible things, you know, about me and basically say that I was stealing ideas and then ask me to teach like to my face on a zoom training, like friends don't do that. That's something that you say, Hey, I'm so glad that you did that training, but I need to talk to you like after this or whatever, kind of on the side, like, Hey, there's, there's, I, I, somebody said that maybe you stole this idea from somebody else. And I'm like, what, you know, like that's something that you have. If you have respect for somebody and you have true love in a friendship, that is something that you, that you have privately. That's not something that you do when you're getting ready to train five, six, 700 people. Like that's crazy to me. And it is so disrespectful. And she just blurs the line so much of business to friendship. And I think that's where the issue comes in and that's where the problem is. And honestly, I think our first group chat was a test group on how she does her friendship now. I honestly do. Ooh, that's powerful. And that actually makes a ton of sense. Mm -hmm. Because there used to be, I mean, there used to be like no holds barred of what was talked about. It wasn't, it was, it was, it, how do I word this? She was very open. Yeah, it was promoted like a leadership group Mm -hmm. chat, but it was very, very personal and very inappropriate type stuff shared. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to go too into detail on that. Yeah, that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. (laughs) I don't want to bring up that trauma. (laughs) Let's just not. (laughs) 
Well, my friend, I appreciate you being on here. I know you have to get back to work and I appreciate you spending your lunch break with us. And thank you for being a part of my healing journey as well. Thank you for being you. Um, And I hope that you continue to heal and I know you will. And I appreciate you just sharing your story with us today. Thank you for giving me a platform to share my story. I appreciate you so much. Like I really do. Like I'm so glad that we've reconnected and gone through this whole thing again together. God, me too. (laughs) When you, when you reconnect and for those of you listening that are in an MLM, in the empire, whatever, and are looking for a way out, when you reconnect with people that you connected with inside the MLM and the MLM piece is removed, like Bailey and I are friends and we're not making money off of one another. I I know like ideas. You do give me some ideas, which is amazing. Um, but it's just I nice love to re- Yeah, me too. It's it's liberating to be like, wow, they want to be friends with me because they want to be friends with me, not because of ideas that I might share that they can, you know, put on their social media and sell some trials or whatever, you know. And so I want to encourage you guys to think about that, to do a profit and loss statement for your business. Um, you can reach out to me. All my info is in socials. Um, I don't know, Bailey, do you want me to put your information in this too? If not, that's okay. <laughs> I can share my stuff, but I do want to say too that reaching out, um, Erin also healed a lot of relationships that she had burned bridges with. Yeah. After, um, and she doesn't just talk the talk, she walks the walk. So when she says she mm-hmm. holds herself accountable, she really does. I've been around and I've seen it. So, and we were good. We've always been good, but I just want to know how to I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> Thank you. You back, you back up what you say. So I just wanted to I mean, make that. At the end of the day, I participated in the model. And so there's always going to be ownership on my part. And when I do reconnect with somebody that that was in that group or, or I spent time with or somebody on my team that I, you know, look back and I'm like, God, I can't believe I said that to them or I can't believe I did that. You know, an apology and ownership goes a long way. And I do think that the anti-MLM community would be completely different with its posture, uh, specifically against Jesse Lee, if there were ownership, if there was, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know how else to say that ownership. Yeah, that's but... very true. I mean, it's just the ownership of it all. And yeah. You, you yeah. all are doing great things, so. Well, we, we couldn't do it without you and everybody else sharing their stories, so. All right, my friend. Well, you go enjoy your lunch. I'm going to make my lunch. I love you. I respect you. Thank you for being here. And you guys don't hesitate to reach out to either of us. If you have any questions, if we can be any kind of support, or if you just want to be like, Hey, thanks for the podcast or whatever. Um, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks. Bye everybody. Thank you. See ya.